Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, will Germany freeze this winter? Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. It's December now, and in Europe, to my surprise, there is still a war going on. And as I stand here, it looks like that war is going to go on for quite a while longer. The history buffs among you will recall that Ukraine has cold winters, but more importantly, a couple of transition seasons in the spring and fall where rains and mud slow mechanized armies to a crawl. Now things pick up again when the ground freezes in the fall, at which point many expect renewed Russian attacks. For the civilian population of Central Europe, this means two things. Continued instability in global energy pricing and no foreseeable future where Russian energy supplies return in volume to Europe. Now, depending on your perspective, this is either good or bad, but from a simple engineering perspective, the immediate solution to the energy problem can only come from four pathways. Conservation, alternate import supplies, domestic fossil fuel production, or alternate energy sources. Now, in terms of conservation, the low-hanging fruit was picked years ago, and there's simply no way to significantly reduce energy consumption with the traditional techniques like better building insulation or older vehicle scrappage schemes. Now, alternate energy has been ramping for years in Europe, and the green parties, especially in Germany, have gained traction due to global warming concerns. But neither wind nor solar can be deployed fast enough or at a scale large enough to replace Russian natural gas, regardless of the financial commitment. This winter and for the foreseeable future, Europe will need to produce fossil fuels or find alternate supplies for fossil fuels. Now, LNG is a possibility, and Germany recently signed a supply deal with Qatar. But even if supplies can be had immediately, LNG throughput is limited by the need to offload and regasify the liquefied product at purpose-built facilities. And the Germans are building this capability, with Reuters reporting that the nation expects to deploy up to six floating storage and regasification units over four sites by the end of 2023. Two new units are operating now. Germany's three nuclear plants have been licensed to continue operating throughout the winter, although the German Green Party is demanding that the units be shut down in April of next year. Now, the European environmental movement is far from unified about this, since the absence of nuclear power will likely be made up with fossil fuel combustion, and even Greta Thunberg has called out Germany for ditching nuclear power in favor of coal. And coal is a major energy source for Germany this winter, with 6 gigawatts of coal-fired generating capacity staying online in a deferral of the nation's plan to eliminate this fossil fuel. Greenhouse gas targets? Well, they're out the window for now, and as Germany takes these extreme measures to ensure national survival this winter, no one has yet focused on what happens after the Russia-Ukraine war is over. The likelihood that Russia becomes a major supplier of energy to Europe is extremely low, even if peace in Ukraine is forthcoming, in no small part due to the destruction of one of the Nord Stream pipelines. Nuclear is not likely to make a serious comeback in Germany, with alternates like wind and solar, while they're too intermittent and too thin on the ground to become a serious part of the German energy mix for the short term. Supplies are disrupted there, but the simple fact is there's enough fossil fuel-derived energy to prevent a crisis in Europe this winter. It's also clear now that greenhouse gas emissions, well, they, those limits will not be met. Not now or not in the near future. Now, it's possible there never was any hope that the projected greenhouse gas limits were attainable, but the Russian invasion of Ukraine has now made this crystal clear. The European economy and the world's still runs on fossil fuels, and it will for decades yet. Well, that's it for this week's episode of End of the Line. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. 
If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.